Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Chitillo Coster. Today's episode is a special one because it wasn't even on my radar as a potential topic for the podcast. But while I was updating the lounge signup page to better reflect the content in the program, I started going through the end of year survey I did to get feedback from the members. Like we talked about on episode 260, there is a lot of gold in your customers' feedback, and I was using it to not only see the language they use to talk about the program and their struggles as e-commerce business owners, but also to see what wins they had and the most valuable parts of the membership. As I was reading through them, there were all of these little golden nuggets, lessons, and inspirational stories that I thought, oh shit, I need to share these. Having run the membership for the last couple of years, the number one thing people tell me is how helpful Hearing other people's experiences, their questions, their stories, etc. So I figured you would find a ton of value from some of the feedback I got. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to tell you about a new resource I created after being reminded by a lounge member how bad the search is on my website. I did try to find a better search plugin for WordPress, but I gave up on that a while ago. But I know that you often go back to older episodes to re-listen to things when you're ready to implement. So I created a searchable database of all of my podcast episodes. It's pretty bare bones at the moment, but I will eventually go in and add category tags and such to make it easier to find what you're looking for. But right now the titles are all searchable and I'm pretty intentional about my titles, so it should be a good place to start. Head to ecommercebadassery.com forward slash database to check it out. All right, so let's get into today's content. There are two specific questions from the survey that we're going to focus on. The top one to three things that worked well in your business and the top one to three things you learned. Fair warning, I did my best-ish to organize this so we don't jump back and forth too much, but sometimes it made more sense to present the info based on who said it versus focusing on a specific topic or even just one question at a time. Apologies in advance. You can always get the written transcript version on my website at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash 264. Unsurprisingly, there were a lot of wins from email and ads. And in most cases, the two went hand in hand. One student, she started her business in July of last year. She essentially had no sales until joining the lounge and starting to run ads in Q4. Wouldn't you know, she hit a 10K month. Are these results typical? No. In all fairness, she had a giftable product with some seasonal variants and it was the holidays. But it just goes to show that as long as you can get in front of the right people, and have a product they want, you can find success. 
We had another student whose response said, my email list is growing, my flows are bringing in sales, and Facebook ads are bringing in new customers. I love that she's got a little sales machine working for her. There was another response that I was just blown away by. This student nearly doubled her email list in the last nine months with the help of a lead generation quiz and ads. Her ads drive people directly to that quiz. It's a lifestyle quiz based on her industry, and it's positioned really well because they're only going to take the quiz if they're interested in the product she sells, and their results give her insight into where the customer is at in their journey, so she knows how to tailor content to them. Another big win she had, which is basically a byproduct of the list growth she experienced, which is why I'm including it here, is this really cool product she has. She makes this individual product by hand. Most of her items she buys and resells, so this one is special. And because of that, she only releases them during the holiday season. So ultimately, from a marketing perspective, she's got a lot of things going for it, right? It's unique, it's seasonal, and there's limited quantity. It's basically her pumpkin spice latte. This year, she raised her price, something she was afraid to do because she was already at the top of the market, but she did it anyway. Even with the higher price, she ended up selling double the number of units she sold the year before. Not too shabby. She also submitted some other numbers that I'm not sure if this is product specific or business specific, but she saw a 137% revenue increase and a 148% profit increase. No matter how you look at it, those numbers are fire. This is a great testament that you do not have to compete on price. Put the right product in front of the right people and people will pay. Some other common wins from email were getting back to being consistent, upping the frequency of sending, and using VIP waitlists for new and seasonal collections, which all led to more revenue. The pre-launch and waitlist is one of my favorite ways to grow your list and generate sales. I lay out the entire step-by-step process in an exclusive lounge course called Launch Badassery, but you can get the high-level overview of that on episode 235. The other theme that came through in the results was focus. One of our members has a clothing boutique and she used to sell everything from graphic tees and jeans to shoes and handbags. The category that was driving the majority of her sales though was her graphic tees and they were the easiest to manage from an inventory perspective because she prints to order in-house. All she has to do is stock the blanks. When it came to the rest of her products, she had to stock inventory in them, deal with sizes, clearing out seasonal items, and it was proving to be a pain in the you-know-what. I had been subtly hinting to her for a while she should focus more heavily on the graphic tees, and at some point last year, she reached out to say, I got the message, I'm going all in on the tees. She quoted this as a win in her survey response, but I also spoke to her the other day and asked how it was going since she made the switch. Her answer? Really good. My business is up and I feel like creating content is so much easier because it's focused. I'm also getting a ton of custom requests from other businesses, which is a really nice supplement. She's getting out there and she is known for something now and it's making her life so much easier. That's literally all I could ask for. Another way focus showed up was in using a rinse and repeat holiday campaign that performed just as well as it did the previous year. 
This particular student has a lot going on in her business at the moment. She's rebuilding her website onto a standard Shopify theme from a custom one so she can manage it more easily by herself. And she's migrating to a different email platform that is more in line with her business structure. When it came time to run her marketing campaign for Q4, she just repurposed everything she had done the year before. I love this. That's the beauty of having a solid marketing system. You get to rinse and repeat, refine over time. You don't have to reinvent the wheel constantly. Your marketing can age like a fine wine and get better over time. My pre-launch process is a great example of a rinse and repeat marketing strategy that you can use in your business. Focus also showed up in what they learned in 2023. I drill in pretty heavily about having only one to three things that you're going to try and accomplish each quarter, depending upon how big those goals are. That is always a huge aha moment for people. While I'm all about dreaming big and I do encourage it, you have to be realistic about what you can accomplish if you want to build momentum. Otherwise, you just end up in a spiral about all the things you didn't do and it totally throws you off track. Or is that just me that that happens to? And then the last lesson about focus was letting go of low margin products that just weren't serving the business anymore. The response read, saying no to lower margin sales gives us more space for orders at a higher margin and letting go of those products isn't going to kill our business. The bitterness that I was feeling from working for what felt like pennies has been replaced with an excitement to serve families who appreciate and value our work. Those higher margin products also happen to be the bestseller and what she's focused on with the ads she started running. Overall, her ads are now at a 3x ROAS and they were up 164% in revenue on Shopify. And she credits email and ads for her success. The next big theme was investments and they showed up in a few different ways. First, let's go back to the student who's migrating from a custom theme to a Shopify one. She struggled with the idea of making the switch because she had already spent so much time and money on it. In the end, though, she knew that making this move was going to be better in the long run and ultimately save her a bunch of cash because she wouldn't have to rely so much on custom development. This is honestly an issue I see happen all the time. 99% of e-commerce businesses do not need a fully custom built theme. If any branding or site design company is pushing you toward a custom theme, please push back. It's really not worth the long-term hassle. There was another student who had a negative experience with her investments in 2023, unfortunately, with Facebook ads. She really did give it a go, but they just didn't work for her. While she was able to grow her list, at the end of the day, those people didn't convert. She used the same strategy as everyone else who saw great success, so what gives? There's no way to know for sure, but my gut tells me it was more related to her product. What she was promoting was very specific, very seasonal, and not consumable. One of her other products is starting to emerge as a bestseller, and I definitely see more opportunity with that one as it's somewhat consumable and She'll be able to go very deep into different variations of that product and create marketing campaigns around them all year long. In both of these cases, though, there was a big hesitation to let go based on the time, energy, and effort they had already spent on these things, right? The custom theme and the list that was gained while running ads. 
she had all of these people who initially raised their hand and said, yes, I want this product, but how many attempts should she make to try and sell to them? When it comes to your email list, yes, you have to continue to show up in people's inboxes and stay top of mind. The one thing you can't fix for a customer is timing. But at some point, you might just have to turn around and let those people go, whether you paid for those leads or not. If they stop engaging with your emails and never buy anything from you, they're a dud. It happens. But in both cases, these are sunk costs and spending more money and time on them is not going to get you that other money back. Anytime you make a bad investment or things just don't pan out the way you hope, that's okay. It's part of the process. You just learn the lesson and you keep moving forward. On a more positive note, there were two responses related to investments that really spoke volumes about what it's like as an entrepreneur trying to learn, grow, and invest in education. The first one reads, because of my membership to the lounge, I wasn't easily distracted this year with shiny object syndrome for every other educational program out there. I cut my education expenses by 75% compared to 2022. I don't regret the programs I spent money on last year, but my ROI has been exponentially better from my lounge membership than those other programs. The second one reads, You give so much value and I'm incredibly grateful to be here. We've been in a few masterminds and sometimes I'm shocked at how much more helpful and forthcoming you are. You prep, help plan, and are just generally so supportive. Yes, these are both essentially positive reviews about the lounge, but that's truly not why I'm sharing them with you. One, I want you to know that if you've been struggling to find the right place, the right program, or you've invested in things that let you down or didn't get you the outcome you were looking for, you are not alone. I've made some not so great investments in programs and mentors before, and honestly, it just made me feel dumb. Like, damn, I should have known better. But let this serve as a reminder that it happens to the best of us. Two is that different businesses at different points in their journey need different program structures. I've seen some businesses invest in these big masterminds when they're still lacking in some foundational things in their business or they might even be in debt. Or maybe they're investing in a bunch of different programs to learn a bunch of different things when they'd probably be better served by getting really good at a handful of proven strategies. That's not to say there isn't a place for those programs. There certainly is. But it's important to recognize what is going to make the most sense for you at this moment in time. And of course, that's easier said than done. Sometimes you won't know until you get inside. But do your best to be real with yourself about what is truly going to help you in this moment versus what might just be a distraction. I also want to remind you that rarely is there some secret silver bullet that's going to grow your business overnight. So try not to let FOMO, comparison, and shiny object syndrome get the best of you, okay? I am still a work in progress on this. My education and development category is a pretty big percentage of my overall spend. Lastly, before we go, I wanted to run through a few one-liner lessons that came through the survey and are just super impactful on their own. You don't need to rely on organic social. When overall revenue is down, focus on what is working. Sometimes things that have worked in the past don't work anymore and you need to change. You should always listen to your gut. Nothing works all the time. Keep moving forward. Keep it simple. 
Don't get too down when things don't work out the way you expected. Instead, analyze what did and didn't work. Use data to try and figure out the next best thing to do. Growth belongs to the person who has learned to test and iterate often. There's probably a less complicated and equally impactful path. Take it. Both of those need to be on a t-shirt or something. Writing out my sales goals and posting them in front of me was more helpful than I thought possible. And last, but certainly not least, I can't do everything on my own and it's okay to ask for help. I didn't know what I didn't know for a long time and now I have to work that much smarter to correct the mistakes I made along the way, but I'm so glad I'm learning and growing and adapting. And if you take nothing else away from today's episode, please let it be that. But I am curious what your biggest takeaway was. Send me a DM on Instagram to let me know, or you can screenshot the episode and share it on social and tag me. Does anyone actually do that? To my survey takers, if you're listening to this right now, thank you so much for the feedback and your thoughtful, thorough, vulnerable answers. I am so proud of each and every one of you and everyone in the lounge. For those one-liners, please recognize how wise you are. These are seriously all post-it noteworthy. Before we go, here's your friendly reminder that you can get the full episode show notes on my website at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash 264, including the other episodes I mentioned here today. I also invite you to check out the new and improved lounge signup page. It just got a complete overhaul to better illustrate what the program is all about, what's included, etc., It should help you figure out if it's the right program for you. And that is at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash membership. That, my friends, is a wrap. I hope 2024 is treating you well so far. And as always, thanks for hanging. I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're ready to get the support you deserve and step into your badassery as the CEO of your e-commerce business, then I'd love to support you. Start with the free resource library at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash free stuff and get an invite to the lounge, my e-commerce marketing membership. If you're ready for more high touch support, apply to work with me one-on-one at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash apply. Before you go, would you do me a quick favor? Leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast so other e-commerce business owners know this is the place to be. And tap that follow button. Following the show means you'll never miss an episode and it's what pushes me up the charts to get in front of more scrappy entrepreneurs just like you. I'm on a mission to support as many small business owners as possible and I could really use your help. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, e-commerce friend, stay badass.